Okay, Bokatov, today's daf is daf Ayin Aleph. Ayin Bez, rather, Ayin Bez, right? Ayin Bez. Today's Ayin Bez in Yuma. Yesterday we get down to the fourth line. Avram had just asked, again, we learned for a full Shlema for Yosef Azriel ben Chaya Michal and for David ben Rachel, who hopefully will be home today, Merz Hashem. So the Gemara says in the eighth line, Choshim Ephod, Esrim Bashmar, that was made from 28 threads. And you shall make the choshen maasei choshev, the work of a craftsman, kamaasei efo, like the work of, the, like the way the apron was done. Taasenu. Now, what is it made from? Looks into the, listen to the components: zahav, gold, chayos for gomen, blue and purple, talashani, scarlet, the sheish moshzar, and the fine, the fine linen, twisted. So our bod, the shisa, shisa, we said yesterday when it says sheish moshzar, that's made of six threads, and the other ones are like the atchelos are going to lashani. So the four colors, let's say the four kinds of threads, atchelos are going to lashani and sheish, those are all six apiece, that's 24, six and four is 24. Esm rabba, zav arba, and there were four strings of gold. What does that mean? The gold was beaten down and then cut up into threads, very thin gold. So here's from the time, let's say you get 28. The aim of zav, nami shisha, maybe zav, maybe the gold's also six, so maybe it's six times five should be 30. Omar Bacha Bar Yaakov, Omar Kha, the Pusik says that Kitsaits Psilim, right? The uh, Pusik here is quoted in uh, the sign base, Varakos Pachayazov, the Kitsaits Psilim, and it's cut up into little pieces. What does that mean? Psilim is, is like two threads. Psil Psilim, and since it's cut up, Psil is like one, Psilim is two. So it's like double that. Psilim means two threads. Psil Psilim, double that because you cut it. Hare Kandal. So there's four. So that's his source. How does he know? Because it says the gold was beaten, beaten, and then cut up and cut up into threads. So it's it's uh, threads is two, and and cutting up is uh, is four. So that's how you get four gold. So you have four gold added to the twenty-four of the other ones, and you have a total of twenty-eight. What do you do with the gold? You combine the gold with the blue and the purple. So how did you do that? In other words, you had to put some of the gold in, in uh, worked it into the uh, purple, to the blue and the purple. Hech nevet, how was that done? Nevet arba, the tray tray. So wait a minute. If you're going to put two threads uh, in each of the other four, two threads of gold in each of the other four components, so that's eight, right? That's a total of eight. Four times two is eight. And then if that's the case, so you'd have what? You wouldn't have six either. That's how you're going to get six. The question is why, why four of gold? So we're saying, why not six? He says, well, how are you going to do it? You have to say, you have to put some of the three gold in each of the other four. So if you do two of each, you'll have eight. That'll be more. Now the tray, the tray, tray. So maybe you'll put in two of the components, let's say, and put two each of gold. That's four. The tray, the chad, chad. And the other two, in the sheish and the, um, uh, and the talas shani, put one each. Vasisa says you're supposed to make them all the same. She calls the of shavos. Therefore, there's no option, but rather to make four and a total of four of gold for a total of twenty-eight. Amar Rachba, Amar Rab Yehuda, Hamakar Begidikun. If you tear Begidikun alok, you get Malkus. Never lo yikaret. Pasuk says it shouldn't be torn. If you tear them, Mechayev Malkus. That's a law. It's a losa say. Losa says sheish bo. That has a mice involved, so you get cars for that. Okay. Maskul Ravacha by Yaakov Adil Mahachikomer Rachmana. Maybe this is what Hashem is telling us. Navidle Safa. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it's saying that you should make a, um, uh, uh, like a hem, right? A, uh, a hem to it so that, um, right? Make, make a hem to it so that 
uh, it shouldn't tear, right? If you if you make something, if you make if you sew something, and there's no hem at the bottom. Uh, at the at bottom, it'll, it might just you know it might just pull apart. Maybe that's what it means. It's more says mikasiv shaloi kareya. It doesn't say shaloi could make a hem so that you shouldn't make it in such a way that it shouldn't tear. It says loi kareya, you shouldn't tear it. Amar of Lazarus says another thing. And if you remove the chosh, the chosh, the breastplate from the apron, but the aron, and uh, or you remove the staves from the aron, the aron was the chest, of course, from which the uh, luchos were inside, and that was in the Kodesh Kodashim, and it had two long sticks. Remember, like they stuck through the curtain? So they protruded through the curtain without being seen. But in any case, he says here, you're not allowed to remove them. Right, they shouldn't be that lays up by the choshen says it shouldn't be removed. Lo and they shouldn't move the badim. Okay, that's what he says. If you if you do those things, you get malchus. It says he shouldn't do it. Lo yizach, lo yisur. Maskul rabacha bayakov adilma kikom rachmana. Maybe this, maybe adilma kikom rachmana. Maybe what the, when the Torah said lo yizach, lo yisur means chadkinu fasten them well, vadinu shaper and stick them in very well. Kidesh lo yizach, lo yisur. Doesn't mean you're not allowed to take them. It just says put them in. And fasten them in a way that they won't they won't be moved moved out easily. So the of shelo is actually the same idea. Does it say do it in a way so that it shouldn't be removed? It says you shouldn't do it. It says lo yizach lo yisur. Does Ruchni and Rami has the following steer? It says ksiv betabos aron that the staves of the aron will be in the rings that are attached to the aron. They should be in there. Lo yisur men should be removed. Except another person says behuvas badav betabos. When the when the when the aron had to be moved uh, moved uh, from place to place, it says and you should put the badim in the in the rings. It's mashma that they were out and you put them back in, which would is okay. So mispark and benishpatim, they're movable, but they're not totally. They're movable. They can be moved a little bit within, but they're not totally. You're not allowed to take them off entirely. should be able to move. In other words, like they're in a fixed position, they can't be moved. No, the sticks, the staves stuck out on, on each side of the aron, so four people could carry it. Tamalomer vahuva es bada betabaos, and you'll bring them, you'll move them in, you'll bring them in. Ivahuva vahuva es bada, you bring the achal yeh nochnas. You might think you could take them all the way out, like take them all the way out of the aron, stick them up somewhere, and then put them back in totally. Tamalomer tabaos on yabadim. They should be in there all the time. Okay, so Ms. Park and then Rashi explains that the middle part of the staves was thinner, so that was movable. You could move it from side to side, but the ends were very thick, so they wouldn't come out of the rings entirely. In other words, it always stayed within the rings, but you could move it a little bit. You could move it back and forth, but you couldn't take them out of the rings attached to the arm. Amar Bar Minus the Pasuk says, Atse Shitim. You make this, when it comes to the Mishkan, you make it with this acacia wood standing. What does it mean, standing? Standing, what does that mean? In other words, the way the tree grew, the top on the top and the bottom on the bottom, you can't reverse it. You have to be very careful when you cut the tree down, you use the wood, the top is on the top and the bottom is on the bottom. That's how you have to do it. Um, now, uh, that's one shot in Omdim. That's in Omdim, it's got a Deraklos and the way it grows. Rashi says, the top on the top and bottom on the bottom. The, the, the top of the, of the Log is at the top, or the board is at the top, the way it grew, and bam, another shot, that they um, make stand their overlay. In other words, it was made on sashitim and covered with gold. So what does omdim means that they are mounted to gold. Gold couldn't stand by itself, but since it's, it's, uh, it's nailed into the, uh, to the wood, then it'll stand, and it makes it stand. It, 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 it causes it to stand. You might say, listen, once the uh, Mishkan was, went into Geniza, once it was uh, 
uh, stored away, and uh, we don't we don't have the Mishka, we don't base Mishka anymore. Shemet Omer Ovid Sivran. Maybe you hope all hope is lost. Ubatal Sikuyin, their expectations are gone. In other words, we have no future. No Tamlomer No Omdim Sheomdim LaOlam UlaOlamim. That these will stand forever, even though right now it's not standing. That's just temporary, right? But uh, uh, it's just temporary. But eventually it'll be uh, it'll be uh, you know it'll be restored. Mirz Hashem. Okay. Um, all right. Bezrat Hashem. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, another shot. Amra, no, another shot. Another different, uh, different uh, pasuk. Uh, another thing that this Ram Bar Chanina said was is, is as follows: As big day the big day kuna. They're called big day asra, the plated, the plated uh, garments. But what is that word sarad? Sarad Rashi says last Rashi on the page loshan sarid like a remnant, right? Somebody that would, it would say, what does that mean? Why is it called the Shabbat Why is it called Shabbat? Il mali big day kuna, wouldn't be for the big kuna, which represent the karbanas. Without the big day kuna, the karbanas can't serve, and there's no karbanas. If it wouldn't be for the big kuna, we wouldn't be able to exist. In other words, it's only because of the karbanas that we're able to survive. If it wouldn't be for that, we wouldn't be able to survive. Now, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani said, he said, Omar, he said, the Bay Rab Shimon in the school of Rab Shimon, they said as follows. Tana, begadim shagardin osam gibriyasim. What does that mean? Another chat in Sarid. We said, big day asrad, plated. Okay, we said, Alash and Sarid, that they helps us that they have to say, if it wouldn't be for the regardim, there would be no remnant of Israel remaining, no remnant, no escapee, no, nobody, uh, nobody survived, right? That's a little strange because we're talking about. The, the regardim are helping us to survive, right? That's what you mean. If it wouldn't be for the regardim, we wouldn't be able to survive. He says in our chat here, "Begadim shegardin osan kibriyasim." The begadim that off the loom, they are removed. They're cut off the loom, kibriyasim uh, in the necessary shape required. What does that mean? Rashi says that they are with holes in it. It's the way they're worn. It's like you know, you see you see a garment, uh, like a garment maker, a tailor. He's got one of those dummies or mannequins, and they build it on that. So when they removed it from the loom, it was already it wasn't like flat. Material. It was already in the form of a person. Uh, the way they're necessary, like with with holes in it. I could definitely from the cleat from the loom. And they leave over something there. You leave a little part which is not woven. In other words, it's it's taken off the loom in that form, and you leave a little part that's not. That's lashon of big day srud. Part of it's left over. What's that? What is that? There's a little bit left over, which has to be which has to be done with needlework. In other words, these are woven; it's weaving work done on a loom, and a little part is left over, which is done with needles. What do you mean needles? It's not needlework. It's not done with needlework. The whole thing is woven. It's got to be woven work. It means like this: it means the sleeves. What happened was that part of it was left over, cut off, without being woven. And that they made the sleeve out of that woven. Then they wove the sleeve separately. That's Rashi Masamacha. That uh, meaning the sleeves were woven by themselves, and then they were sewn on together. Right. In other words, it wasn't made one piece woven. The main part, of the body of the garment, was was woven. A little part was left. They 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 uh, wove that part separately, and then they sewed the sleeves on. 
the sleeve shall have it's woven by itself and then it's joined onto the garment uh, by sewing, sewed, sewed onto the garment and then it reaches down to the wrist I guess that's how clothes are made today too they probably make the uh, you know, they probably make the sleeve separate and then they sew it together that's probably how they do it I don't know, we, we'll have to go to Sri Lanka to find out because <laughs> nobody makes those things over here, right? All right. But Saul made three of us. You know, the Arum was overlaid inside and outside with gold. So how did they do that? They didn't take wood and simply just, you know, smelt some gold onto it, you know, put it in a gold, uh, in a gold bath of a smelting, a smelting pot. The way it did was he made three boxes. The inner one was gold, the middle one was wood, and the outer one was gold. So that's what he said over here that the, uh, we learned this in the Chumash, right? I mean, made three. And so like the middle one was made out of wood, tisha, tisha. that was nine tfachim high. Why was it nine tfachim? Because Michael says, I'm a, it says, I'm a bachetzi, comma so. An arm and a half, an arm and a half is six tfachim and three tfachim, that's nine tfachim. Okay. Um, okay, that's how he did it. That, uh, and social age, tisha. Pnimi, the inside one was gold. Shmona, that had eight. That had eight. Now, why eight? Because Presumably, and that filled in the whole area there. Why did it fill in eight? Because the bottom one had a base of a tefach. In other words, it had a tefach, it had a thickness of a tefach. So the eight, uh, the eight um, went inside the, the nine and filled it up because the nine had a tefach thick at the bottom. Chitzon, the outer one, was asara, Chitzon was zav, was gold also, the gear says. Asara mashu was ten and a little bit extra. Now, what was the little bit extra for? We'll see. So according to the Tanakhama, we'll see that the, the little bit extra was for the base. The base was a, was a little bit mashu, so that the nine filled it in, right? And the, and the, um, and the nine filled it in, and it, it f- fell into the uh, tenth one, and the ten then, then re- was a tefach above the nine, right? Because it was just a, a mashu tefach. And we'll see, that was the area of the kaporis. The kaporis, what they call the mercy plate, was on top was on top, and that was a tefach thick, so that it was flush at the top. I have a tanya achadas mashu. We learned another another place. We learned by said that the outer one was eleven and a mashu. How does that work out? Slow kasha. If the outer one, if the outer one had a thickness of a tefach, so then it was eleven. If it didn't have a thickness of a tefach, it only had a mashu, then it was ten. But if it had a thickness of a tefach, the, the, the 11, right, so it had, the outer one had a thickness of, of a tefach, so the 9 fell in there, but that, then it was flush at the top. What did they need the mashu for? My mashu. What did you need the mashu for at the top? If, if you want, Rebutus said that the mashu, that was the thickness of the, of the bottom one, right, the outer one had a thickness at the bottom of a mashu, and the asara, how was it asara? So, but if the 9 went into the 10, so then the 10 reached above it, right? If the nine, something nine fell into something that was 10 high, it was a tefach of, that, that covered up the kaporas. But if it was 11, so how does the 11 work? Oh, very good, because the 11, the thickness of the outer one was a tefach at the bottom. It had a, the base had a thickness of, 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 of one, plus the 10 on top. So then what should be the mashu for? So my mashu, what's the mashu of the last one? If you hold it, it's 11 and a mashu, what do you need the mashu for? 11 should be enough to cover up the kaporas. Amrav, my mashu is there. It was a crown. In other words, what did you have? You had the arom. The arom, right, the, t- the, the top of the arom was a kaporas, so that the whole thing together was, was ten tfachim, right, was ten tfachim. You had the kaporas at top. That was the tefach thick. And now we're saying that the, uh, that the outer golden one 
reached to the top so that the there that the kaporas fell in there. It was flush in there. It was flush in there. And there's a rest of like on two sides of it, and it was flush in there. So the top was ten. Now, it says if you had a czar around it, uh, uh, but, but if you say there, there, so this there, this this crown, uh, if you say it's eleven, in other words, it was eleven. So we had a tefach at the bottom of thickness, and then you had the ten on top. That should cover up the, the kaporas. That was uh, uh, that was enough to cover up the kaporas, so it's all flush. And it reached above the the wooden one of nine fachim, and, and the wood and the uh, the kaporas sat, so to speak, on the wooden one of the nine fachim, and this covered up the sides. So what did you need the extra uh, mashu for? That was for the zair. In other words, the extra mashu was a zair on top of the kaporas. So the kaporas, so to speak, had a little crown above it. The Tanakhama doesn't deal with the zair. He just deals with the covering up up to the kaporas. Doesn't deal with the zair. But the, the the one who says it's eleven and a mashu, that mashu was for the see the one who says ten, the, the one who said ten and a mashu, the mashu was the thickness of the of the outer uh, of the outer zav, the outer uh, box was uh, was that. But according to if you hold that it was eleven and a mashu, so out of the eleven, one tefach was that thickness. So what was the mashu? The mashu was for the zair. There are three crowns. There are three crowns, so to speak, physical ones, but we'll see that they have uh, meaningful ones also. What does it mean? Shomazbeach zocha Aaron. Aaron v'natos. Aaron was zocha to the one of Mazbeach. In other words, he was zocha to do the kuna. Bris kunas melach. Hashem made a bris with him, and he was zocha to that. Shulchan. Shulchan represents wealth. Zocha David. David was zocha because David got the malchus that represents the wealth, the osher, the power. V'natos. Shul Aaron. What's what about this zair? What about the crown of the Aram? Who got that? Adain Munachu. Anybody could take it. In other words, David was okay, he got Malchus. Aaron got Kahuna for all his uh, descendants. The Torah is Adain Munachu. Anybody could take it. Nobody has a claim on that on their own. Shematomer Pachus. Maybe you say, well, what's the big deal? Not such a big thing, the uh, zair of the Malchus. Bim Lachem is like the Torah is saying that. Rashi explains. The Torah said, "Through me, kings are uh, kings reign. I raise the kings to their positions. Meaning that, and the, the Mamlech is greater than the Melech. I, I made him king. I'm greater than him, right? So, Bim Lachem Yimlochu." Through, through me, through Torah, kings reign. Meaning, Torah can be acquired. Torah does not belong to anybody. Whoever wants can come and claim it. Rabbi Yochum Rami said, he asked the following question. It says, Ksiv Zar. Like Avram said before, Zar. It says Zar. Queen and Zer, we read it as Zer. Zar means a stranger. Zer is a crown. Zacha, if you were Zacha, Nasalo Zer. If you were Zacha, meaning if you learn Torah properly, then it's a crown for you. Lo Zacha, if you weren't Zacha, Zara Himena. It's strange from you. It's like a stranger. Zara Himena. It stays away from you. Rabbi Yochum Rami Ksiv. Basis lacha aronets. Pasuk says Hashem told Moshe, "You should make the aronets." It says, "But also aronets, they should make it." Who's making it? Moshe or the other Jews? It says, See from over here that a tamachacham, people in the city, should do his work for him. They should help and they should support him. And that's what here Hashem for Moshe to do it, but then he told Bnei Israel to help him. Pasuk says, "Mi You should overlay it on the inside and the outside. Whose inside is not like his outside, right? On the, you know, he might show one thing, but he's really inside is something else. Ain't a tamachav, not tamachacham. In other words, you have to be tochel kabara. What you say, what you what you feel on the inside should be like the outside. This should be, you should be very um, transparent, as we say, right? They should be very transparent. Abai, Amar Abai, Vitem Rav, Baravulan. 
Nikra, not only that, Nikra Nisaf, he's called abominable. Shenemar Afki Nisaf Enoch, even if he's, even if, uh, if it would be, uh, who, who is, he's, he, even this person is not only bad, he's abominable and he is impure. Who is that? Ishosekamayim Abba, the one who drinks uh, uh, iniquity, sin, like water. Water is Torah. So a person who learns Torah but is full of sin, doesn't, his, in other words, on the outside he's learning, but he, inside he's really bad. That is considered abominable and impure. Why is there a price? Why is there a price for a fool to buy chachma and he has no heart and he has no understanding? What is that? Like the like he can get Torah? He can get Torah even though he has no understanding. Woe unto the Tamechachamim. The point of that Torah is to bring us to Yerushalayim. Torah is, is a method for us to get to Yerushalayim. So those who learn, like, you know, people study Bible at the universities, uh, not in Makam Torah, not where they have Yerushalayim, woe unto them. They learn Torah and Yerushalayim. Machaz Ravyanai, Chaval, Ravyanai used to call it this way, Chaval of the Leslie Darso, woe unto the one who has no who has no um, a courtyard, a, a chatzer, the tarl dasav, and he makes a door. The door, the purpose of the, the purpose of the Torah is to lead you into your Hashemayim. So woe unto the person who makes a door, but he has no chatzer. You make a door without a chatzer for it. Amalu Rabbah, I beg of you, lo tirsun don't inherit two Gehenims. What's What do you mean by that? People who learn Torah, study Torah, they have to give up, they can't work, they're busy learning all the time, and they can't be osik and olam and they don't have very much, they're poor. But if you do it shalom lishma, you have no, nothing in this world, because you were poor in this world, and you do it shalom lishma without your shemaim, you have nothing in the next world. So he says, please don't inherit two worlds. It's bad enough for people who are not osik in Torah, and have no olam abba, but at least they have something in this world. Woe unto you, you have nothing of either world. Am Rabbi Shubilek, Maitis Lepuske, Zosat Rashesh, Sam Moshe, that's in Vashanan, right? Zosa Torah. What's the chester? Just to make sure, I think it's that. That's in Vashanan. Yeah, yeah. It's one about Yasser Vashanan. So it says there, This is the Torah. Asher Samoshe. Asher put. So we're making a play in the word "some" is to put. Sam uh, or Sam with a Samach is a is a uh, elixir, a, a, a like a poison. Um, uh, if you were if you merited Nasalo Samchaim, will give you an elixir for life. It'll be a poison for you if you weren't Zoch, if you didn't do it properly. The one who does it properly, the one who uses it correctly, like a craftsman who does it correctly, it's a, it's a elixir, an elixir of life. The low woman law, the one who does it improperly, some of us will be a, it'll be a poison. Rabbi Yonason, Rami said, Rabbi Yonason asked the following steer. The precepts of God are straightforward, and they, they, they gladden the heart. The word of God tests you, can be very trying. So which one is it? Is it something that makes you rejoice, or is it something that, 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 that tests you and makes it difficult for you? 
Zocha, if you merit, some chas will, it will make you rejoice. Lo Zocha, if you weren't Zocha, Tsarfaso, it will test him. In other words, if he can't keep up with it, it will give him, Rashi says, be sur and Gehenim, if he can't keep up with it, if he can't follow the Torah properly. Mishlakish Amar Megufetakra, you see from the Pasik itself, not from Tudor from Sukkim. Now, if he says, Zocha Tsarfaso Lachaim, if you merit it, it will test you and give you good things. You will, so to speak, pass the test. Lo Zocha, if you don't merit Tsarfaso Lamisa, it will lead the other way. Yeras Hashem Tahora, Medislad. Fear of God is pure, stands forever. A person who learns Torah uh, purely, a person who learns Torah purely, that will stand for him forever, you will have fear of God. My, what does it mean purely? He doesn't wait to get married till he's uh, many, till he's very, he's, uh, you know, in his 30s or 40s, but rather he gets married right away, so he shouldn't have impure thoughts. So he, mar- he marries her right away. He marries, marry them off when they're young, and learn in Kolo for a while, right? Then he learns Torah after he's married, so he has no impurity. The Pesach says that the testimony of God is trustworthy, is ne'aman. You can, you can rely on it. The Edus of Hashem is trustworthy that it can give testimony about those who learn it. What does that mean? It knows. In other words, it can give testimony. You can tell who's learned Torah properly and who doesn't learn Torah properly. Rashi says, In other words, it testifies that the testimony of God is trustworthy to know who, kept, who was Mekayim the Torah and who was not. Paschus Maisa Rokim, the work of the embroiderer, Maisa Choshev, the work of the skilled craftsman, Amr of Lazar. Shorokmin b'makim shechoshmin. They embroider in the place where they first skillfully trace it out. Rashi says, like they first color it out, they use a crayon or something, or a marker to color it, to color it, and then they embroider on that. Rokem embroidery is needlework. Therefore, it's only got one face to it. In other words, whatever face is on one side is the same face on the other side. It might be like the mirror image, but it's on one side. Whereas, Maisei uh, Ore, Choshev is Maisei Ore. Choshev, skillful craftsman, means weaving work. It's got two faces. Meaning, you can, you can embroider, when you embroider, if you embroider with a needle, so it's, it's the same on both sides. But weaving work, you could have two different things. You could have a lion on one side and, a, you know, and, and another animal on, an, on the other side. That's how Rashi explains it, that that's weaving work versus needle work. The, the, the Mishnah said, When the coin girl is wearing all the garments, the chosha and the afo, etc., so they ask the Urmatum, Kyasar Vimi, Omar, Begarim, Shekoin Gurum, Mishamash Ben, the eighth begarim that the coin girl wears, Meshuch Mochama also Meshamash Ben. If Meshuch Mohammed chooses to work in the base of Migdash, because he's also he's a high placed coin, if he chooses to work, he also wears the eighth begarim of the coin girl. That's an interesting thing. The one who was anointed to uh, to encourage the troops. Shenam the Pasik says, Why doesn't it just say Yulavanov? What's the lush of Akhrav? So Rashi explains Akhrav is high Akhrav Christ, it's an extra Pasik. It's an extra word. All the things of Zara, Achrav, In other words, anybody that comes after him in Gedula, his children and others who, who serve under him, it's an extra puzzle. Medish called Gedulas, I guess, but Bizarro, Achrav, Moshuch, also is Gedula. So even if it's not his children, but whoever the Moshuch Muhammad is, also serves from the word Achrav, you see, that it's not just his, not just his children, but also anybody who's like second in command also 
can serve with those clothes. The one who comes in greatness after him, follows him in greatness. He's like number two, number three in line. Is that really the case that Meshulch Muhammad wears the eight garments if he chooses to serve? Rashi says, if he chooses to serve in the basement, and it says, in Balavad, the base of Migdash, he wears eight begotten, not four. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But first thing we're asked, what do you mean? <coughs> Is that really the case? Some say it's Kadi. Remember his name, Kadi? That was a name, or fear that in a few places we had it already in Yuma, you have it at the beginning. In uh, where's in Bavetsi, Bavakama, that you have a kadi. Does it does it mean anonymously? Does it mean the name of Bavatana? The pasuk says that the coin uh, gadol who has children who are fit, who are qualified, should follow him into the kuna, right? So I might think maybe the son of a mishuach mukhamma should also follow him and be the mishuach mukhamma. The pasuk says by Kohen Gadol when he when he uh, when he starts off when he's uh, when he, he's um, what's the word um, what do they what do they do with the rabbis when they uh, they uh, uh, pardon no when they, when they when they're appointed you know inaugurated 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 that's what I'm is that what you said yeah you said inaugurated. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I just didn't hear it. Yeah, when he's inaugurated, what do they do? So he says, it says over in the pasuk, Shivas Yomim Yil B'Shem Hakohen. Seven days for the first seven days. That's his inauguration. The the whole ceremony. He wears them for seven days. Tachtav Mibanov. Shivas Yomim Yil B'Shem Hakohen. Tachtav Mibanov. In other words, the sun should take over. Asher Yavo El Moi, who serves no Moi. Misha Roy Love El Moi. Only the one who's Roy to come to El Moi. Okay, so what was the question of the Bryce says, said, I might think the son of Meshul uh, should also serve in his place afterwards, right? You know, like the, he's Roy to take the place of the father. If he's Roy, he should take the place of the father. The way the son of a Kohen Gadol takes his place if he's Roy. No, 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 no. Who should wear these clothes? Only the one who's Roy to work in the Omoid and to come into the base of uh, to come into the, uh, into the Kashe Kachim on Yom Kippur. Only he should wear those clothes. Only he who wears those clothes and who goes into the base of Migdash, he should wear those clothes. Misha, so the Gemara says, Misha, Roy, Lavo, Moi. He's the one who wears the clothes, the eight clothes, right? That, only him and not, uh, and not the uh, son of the Misha. But if you say that the Misha also wears the eight clothes, right? Notice who's the one who, who should take the place of his father? Only a Kohen Gadol. His son should take his place. But but uh, but the one who doesn't wear the clothes doesn't uh, he, he doesn't wear he, his son doesn't take his place in Misa, But according to you, that the coin Meshuch Muhammad, if he chooses to serve in the base of Migdash, also wears the eight clothes in Misa, Mechzachasi, then he is Roy because he is Roy uh, uh, to wear the, the garments. So therefore, the Meshuch Muhammad's children should also take his place because the Meshuch Muhammad himself is Roy to wear the clothes. I'm not the one whose main job, the main reason why he was anointed was to serve in the Almighty, which is the Kohen Gadol, only he, that's what it means, whose main job is to come into the Almighty. His son should take his place, or he should be taking, or he should be taking his father's place. That's the one that we're speaking about over here. Who? The one whose main job is to serve in the Almighty, his son should take his place. But the Meshuch Muhammad, his main job is to is to encourage the troops, right? To be the spokesman for the troops, to, to encourage the troops to stay there. So therefore, 
the Pasuk doesn't apply to him that the son should take his place. Yes, indeed, it could very well be that if Meshach Muhammad chooses to serve in the base of the he wears all eight garments, right? He wears all garments like the Kohen Gadol, but he doesn't go into the base of Migdash, he doesn't go into Kachar Kachar when Yom Kippur, that's not his job, his main job is Meshach and therefore his children don't follow him in order. Okay, but what we're saying so far is that... So what happens if he has sons? Pardon? What happens if he has sons? Who? The Kohen Gadol. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so somebody else takes the place. And even if he has sons, if they're not fit, they have to be fit. Rashi brings down this last Rashi on the Ahmed Bey's over here. And Ahmed Bey says, the son, if the son is fit, he should take, he takes priority. If the son is fit, he should take priority. Not like today where the son always takes the place of the father, whether he's raw or not, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, turn, they turn the rabbanot or whatever it is into a family business or the yeshiva or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the most capable guy in the whole world, the most capable rabbi was the one who happened to be the son of the father. Okay. I might think even though he can't only if he's right to fit. So if he's right, but that only applies to Kohen Gadol, not to the Meshul Chacham, that's what we're saying. Even though Meshul Chacham, at this point, the Gemara says, does wear all eight garments if he chooses to serve in the basement. Tomorrow's tomorrow we'll continue with this discussion. All right, have a good day, everybody.